0: This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 12, and we thank you for being here, thanks for listening, hope you've had a great week. We really appreciate all the interaction we've had this week on the Facebook group, The Art of Transformation. Great to get your questions and your interaction. It's been awesome, hasn't it? Yeah, I posted a little poll
1: in there, and we had heaps of Mm. people interacting. One of the topics, which we're going to talk about on the next episode, was way... More popular than the others. interesting. interesting. to see which one that was. So listen to the next episode to hear that one. Oh, that's a teaser. I know. Yeah. It's almost like I was born for radio. It's like we're making them wait (laughs) for the next one. I read uh, Radio 101, the book on how to tease people into (laughs) listening to the next episode. Yeah. Uh, Because we've got nothing else. That's right. Yeah, it's good to... um, yeah, it's good. just good to interact with people. That was our goal, as we said with this group. So, if you haven't joined the group already, you're missing out, mate. Yeah, and you can join in the link below. Yeah, the link is like down there. That. Always yeah. wanted to say that. It's like follow that car. I know. If there's a, a statement that represents, you know, the last ten years of social media, it's link is in the bio. Or <laughs> yeah. we'll click on the link below. Yeah. Don't forget to like, follow, yeah. and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really are good at this. Thank you. Yeah. So. Uh, been an interesting week. I've, uh, well, the most fun thing is I took Friday off, went up about an hour north out of the city and just drove a Digger all day. Oh, I can't believe you went without me. I know. That's my... That's my happy place. Intentionally did. Yeah. yeah. You mean you. wanted to punish you. So yeah. I just got to drive a digger with my mate. My mate's uh, Mark. Shout out to Mark. He's got this awesome piece of property where mate. he's just bought a whole bunch of toys, yeah. tractors, diggers, motorbikes. Yeah. And so we, I don't even know if we needed a trench, but I dug a trench. <laughs> I dug a <laughs> yeah. trench, man. What was the trench for? Yeah. Uh, Airflow. Unclear. Yeah, it was an air trench. Yeah. yeah. You can never have too many air trenches. So that was really fun. And it was nice uh, just to give myself permission to have a day off. Mm. Be out of nature, chill out. It was quite hard. I was still thinking a lot. Right. So I was noticing mm, probably need to spend a bit more time slowing down, getting yep. out in nature. How's your week been? We had an awesome family catch up on
0: Saturday. Oh man, I love family catch ups. Yeah. And we haven't had one since Christmas. That's so, true. Yeah, it was really good. Good to get all the kids together. Good to hang out with the fam. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm. So
1: something I wanted to touch on today is you know what what I noticed about how cool a cool thing about this podcast for me is it's like I'm monitoring now my own patterns
0: yeah because I'm
1: talking about it with you every week yeah and you guys are awesome just having you guys here listening and tuning in and and messaging me every week it kind of keeps me accountable so you guys are really being a gift for me by um you know listening to the podcast yeah and I just noticed last week I don't know how I noticed it but I noticed I was I was starting to trickle into that pattern of overwhelm again Mm. You know the one we talked about at the start of the when the show first launched. yeah, and I didn't really know what to do. I could just I could see all the hallmarks. Boy, I had a lot on my plate, more than I probably uh, more than I probably thought I could handle. And I noticed I was doom scrolling on the phone, procrastinating so a few of those sort of things were in there.
0: Yeah, you were very aware of it. You, we talked about it, yeah, over the last few days. Yeah, I
1: just sort of knew it was, and I even said it to my clients. On we have a, a group call with my clients every two weeks, and I, I said it to them, "Hey, I just think I'm, I'm starting a pattern of overwhelm. I just want to speak it out." Mm. And then, um, if I look at it, it's like I do have a lot on my plate, so it's not, you know, I'm busy. Yeah, it's not a, made up. No, it's not made up. There's, I got a lot of stuff to process and it Mm. has come on pretty thick and fast in the last week uh but (laughs) this is so funny i love this bit yeah i know it's weird so i (laughs) i don't want to talk about it it's good on sunday night i just decided to buy a car (laughs) (laughs) so bizarre and i've got a really nice car yeah 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 and i don't need a car (laughs) but i just thought i need a better car
0: Tell us about the car though, because that really makes oh, it, really, it wasn't just It's any a beautiful,
1: car. like it's a five hundred and forty BMW, big V eight in it, beautiful color, just sexy car. Car I've always wanted, and I already drive a BMW. It was just like a slightly better BMW than I already drive, and it was, it was eight hours away, so it was at the other mm. end of the country, <laughs> and so, and it's got a big oil leak, but the guy told me it could be repaired. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like basically 10 grand to get this thing. And I was like, great. (laughs) What a deal. (laughs) And I woke up the morning after buying this car, winning winning the auction. There's a bit of a thrill, right? Winning an online auction. Yeah. That's how auctions work. Yeah. A little bit of addiction, addictive pattern to throw in there as well. Mm. And I woke up yesterday morning just wrecked with anxiety, like heavy on the chest overwhelmed and just like, oh my God, forced myself to meditate. Didn't want to meditate. Wanted to just stay in the mm. overwhelm and the procrastination. I knew meditate would help. Meditation mm. would help. So I avoided it. You know, it's part of the pattern, mm. but managed to meditate, calm myself down. Then I was like, it's all good. You know, we're going to sort this out. We're going to go and fly down to this place and pick up this car and sort it all out. And I, I sort of got my head around how I was going to make it work. Yeah. And, Sort out the money, you know, like clear some funds out of my business. Get ten grand, you know. It was, it was,
0: yeah, it was because lot. you needed two cars.
1: I did because I didn't need another car, mm. but I did mm. in my head. Mm. And so I messaged you and said, "Hey, I need to talk. Something's not right." Yeah, <laughs> and you were amazing. I just told you everything, and I was quite convincing about yeah.
0: this car, right? And you, what did you say? Well I noticed What did you notice? Yeah. yeah. Straight away I noticed you didn't need another car. <laughs> it was like you're really enrolling me in this car, but I know you really enjoy the car you've already got. So straight away I was like why is he doing this? So I just asked you and got you to explain and you were like, "Well, the oil the oil leak is no big deal and they've said he's he said he's ordered this housing and that's going to come, but I the the whole story was enrolling you were even enrolling me in his story, but I noticed that people can say anything. You know, they want it. he wants to sell the car, which is no problem. But you, I could tell you were anxious about it. And so when I asked you, why did you need another car? That's when you were like, oh, I don't. No. Don't even have room for it. No. Where are you even going to put that car? Yeah. So it's, so for me, it was really obvious that, um, you were you, because I knew, like you said, you were back at uni and you had all these things going on. So you were actually, um, we talked about it a couple of days e- e- earlier that you were, you were aware that you didn't want to go back into overwhelm. And here you are sitting in front of me buying a car that you're now going to have to work on that doesn't actually even go properly. That was so. What's your point? <clears throat> you'd be cray.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and sort you of really, talked you back off to, off yeah, the you ledge there. Sort of took me off it, and you also we looked at a couple of things. And I, I could feel myself sobering up. Wow. That was the experience as you were talking. And as I was talking it out, I could feel myself coming out of the haze, out of mm, the, mm. what's the word I'm looking for? Like the pattern out of the. The shadow. Yeah, yeah. out of the shadow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As you said it. And I was like, oh man, I was sort of waking up. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't need to, ca- this is bizarre. What, what? Why did I do that? And then we sort of explored it a little bit. It's still a bit fresh, so I'm not at the bottom of it. Yeah. But how I kind of described it is that the part of me, my shadow or, you know, my ego, when things are really busy and overwhelming, my ego's like, what if we really pushed it over the edge Mm. and just completely burned the whole thing to the ground? And then imagine if then we had to, like, Rebuild from that place, like, then how amazing would we be? Wow, it's a really strange pattern, yeah. And I can't, you know, obviously, none of this is rational or logical. I'm not sitting there thinking this, no, this is my shadow operating in the background. But I can, I can kind of notice that there's a sort of destructive pattern that's like wants to just burn it all to the ground just to get to them craziness and some adventure and a bigger challenge and it's like oh man I'm so overwhelmed imagine if I could go and pull off this car thing and da 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 you know how crazy would that be and I, like I want to be a hero in a weird way it's a bizarre
0: way to go about it but that's the feeling I want to like yeah that's really interesting yeah that you have that because it was almost like um there's a thing in nature the negativity bias where as humans we're taught we've been it's been inbred in us to look for the negative to keep us alive right and that's what's got us this far but for you it's like everything's going amazing and that's what your experience has been recently you have been doing great things yeah yep. so it's kind of like hang on Feels a minute good. what's maybe you weren't comfortable with that maybe you're not there's
1: something about it's a bit boring yeah right so
0: the slow crawl towards success
1: just doing what you have to do every day Mm. being good eating the right food exercising doing the good things in your business boring kind of boring Mm. you know so like there's a part of me that feels when i'm when everything's going well and when i'm not busy like when i'm when i've just got enough on my plate and i'm doing everything quite well
0: yeah it's like it feels a bit light and a bit easy and a bit but that's the shadow that's when your particular shadow comes out and goes, hang on a minute we need we need more we need chaos we need yeah, well why though? why do you think you do excitement, yeah, right or is it excitement or is it um that you can't be with things going well There, i can't, can't I can't feel that like yeah. I
1: don't it just things going well doesn't feel maybe maybe I can't. See it Like maybe I can't Maybe I can't like See and enjoy The experience Of it going well Because it mm. just feels boring It feels a little bit flat When it's yeah. going well It just feels like Oh yeah But it doesn't feel like There's no adrenaline There's no adrenaline in it Why so would you the,
0: need adrenaline All the time Wonder what's under that I don't know Like it's if It's like there's
1: the real like Rebellious Maverick Part of me mm. Just wants to like it's got me in trouble a lot, actually, especially when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, because it comes out of nowhere. Like this just happened, you know. Like it kind of comes out of nowhere when everything's going okay, and then I'm like just suddenly
0: rebelling against everything. That would be how it would be at, say, high school. Yeah, right. So you, you when things are going well, you cruising along you're actually ticking boxes and kicking goals you're actually doing exactly what you want to do but it doesn't feel exciting it doesn't feel interesting enough or I can't I'm not
1: I don't allow myself to be present to that exciting interesting part of things going well it's a different flavour you know it's, it's like why do people go out and just let loose on the weekend why do they go and get drunk and party and do drugs like what is that what
0: are they seeking yeah well that's fun they're seeking fun um and quite often we can confuse fun for joy, like actual joy or peace. So we, we, we have that time, we pay for it the next day with our wallet and with our health, and then we're back into that grind or that slog on Monday morning maybe.
1: Yeah, and it's like that that grind or that slog, like my equivalent would be you know, coaching and stuff, it's a very like I don't know how you describe it. Obviously I love us it. my you know, it's my mm. passion, and' what mm. I'm good at. But it's, you know, ultimately it's a very quiet, serene, peaceful, present, sitting in front of a computer with another person. Mm. There's not a lot of wild excitement in oh, yeah. it, I would say. It's a different flavor of excitement. You need but a it, hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of buying cars.
0: Yeah. As a hobby. Yeah. What do you reckon? Need to race cars or yeah. something. Well, that's me.
1: Yeah. There's just a part of me that's like that, that, that wild man is not being fulfilled. So it's mm. coming out and grabbing me in unhealthy ways. It's coming out as a shadow because it's like, rah, you know, it forces me to create chaos to get some excitement and some joy
0: and some challenge. Yeah. yeah. I think that's closer to it. Yeah. Good point. Know? Do you so, have that with your squash? Because like, you do, do have a hobby.
1: But squash, again, is interesting. I do have part of it, but it's a very tactical sport that requires, like, a lot of focus and patience. Mm. It's not like a wild – let. if you go wild and let loose, you'll lose your rhythm. Yeah, it's more technical, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. and it's about Mm. kind of weirdly about patience. You know, it's like golf. Like, you don't think of golf as being a real wild sport. It requires, like, a lot of focus and patience. Squash is much more physical, but it still has that same element of patience and strategy and – in it as well. Mm, mm. So it doesn't have that
0: equivalent. Yeah. So anyway, watch the
1: space, I think. Because this has been really helpful just to talk
0: it out. Yeah, and it would be great if people actually commented on what how how that might play out for them. Yeah. My, my shadow is different. I go into confusion. I go blank. Yeah. You know? Whereas you go into piling stuff on. Piling stuff overwhelming on. Overwhelming yourself. Yeah.
1: Trying to burn it down in a weird way.
0: Yeah. And it's also like you're... Is it proving that you're good enough to be able to do it? Is there some... That's part of it. Yeah, because we talked about the element of proving. And
1: it's part of that. That's kind of, yeah, it's closely aligned to the excitement part. Mm. So it's like, man, how crazy would it be to, like, take on too much and then have to work through it all? Like, how exciting would it be to try and overcome all this chaos and then to succeed? Then I'd be the best right something stupid like
0: that yeah yeah so you're still trying to be the best because yeah. most people would that's their worst nightmare is actually having too much on yeah i well, know it's my worst busy. nightmare. you know there's a lot to do yeah but yeah that's also
1: yeah i don't love it mm. this is not the conscious part of me that wants this
0: no that's right it is subconscious
1: but yeah you're right it's um there's proving because there's always that element at the bottom of my stuff as well you guys know i'm we struggling with not good enough. It drives my perfectionism. Mm. So not good enough, the opposite of not good enough, or one of the patterns is proving, right? Mm. If I don't feel good enough, I'm always trying to prove myself. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm trying to prove myself to this invisible judge. And I'll often talk about how, to me, it feels like I'm trying to win life. Yeah. I want to be the winner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such a crazy. There's no finish line, by the way. I know, and there's no judge. Mm. And there's no game, actually. No. So I'm just this weirdo that's like, <laughs> I'm beating you, and you're like, "What? what? Yeah, I'm, I'm not even racing yeah, you. Yeah, just I'm just trying to um, have a coffee, do my own thing, <laughs> do my own thing." So yeah, I do often find that I'm trying to win an invisible game
0: of life. Yeah, I appreciate you talking about that. That's really good. Thanks.
1: Feel embarrassed. Feel a bit uh, like I've taken up this whole time talking about
0: me. Feel
1: like it's not relatable. Feel like this I'm the only one going through this.
0: Wow! Let us know, team. Let us know if anyone can relate. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but yeah, these are all the sort of the feelings of vulnerability, aren't they? Yeah, Jason and Nathan. Yeah, because we're going to talk about um, what I've had going on. Yeah, so let's let's so talk I don't about that. Talk about
1: either because it's a different flavor of shadow, or is it completely different? Ooh, good question. No, give it us could, the highlights. Okay. <laughs> The <laughs> I really don't want to talk about that. I know. Well, that's um, the theme, isn't it, of this, this podcast?
0: Have I mentioned approach anxiety before on this podcast? Well, that, no, I don't. No. Uh, no. No. So I, you know, no, you don't know. So I won't say that. But I, I didn't. Yeah, you know. In dating, I struggle to uh, approach a woman that I'm attracted to. So that's when I'm you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, one of those guys that my palms get sweaty, I get anxious, and I... He's weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> that's right. So it's kind of, it leaves me in a very small dating pool because it's like people that I know, two degrees of separation, people I come into contact with at work or in different social events and stuff like that. But actually, I would really like to be able to just approach a woman that I that looks interesting or attractive to me. Oh, and most people get around this today by apps. Yeah. So
1: yeah. it's almost like nobody approaches anyone anymore because we've got this weird little app where we can and sit personal, in our bedroom yeah. under our duvet swiping like yeah. our life depends on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I've been so through we get all, to all avoid that. <laughs> that. <laughs> but you can you're sniffing some transformation. You're sniffing a breakthrough. Yeah, thank you. That's right. So, yeah, because, because I've been yeah, because, yeah, it's the avoidance. It's what's underneath. Why? And that's what we looked at the other day is what's going on underneath? Like this is the thing that's happening, but what's driving it? And so I've been through all the dating apps. I've done all that. I've had a lot of fun. You know, don't, you don't feel sorry for me. I've had a great time. There's been a lot of dating. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and, um, but now I'm really the dating app thing has felt really cold and just. It's hard to interact with someone that you're not, you could really mainly only be attracted to them by their looks at that point. So it's hard to make conversation, whereas I like to talk to people about what they're interested in, what they're up to, what they like, all that sort of stuff. And so what we talked about the other day was what is underneath that? And I, I could feel my, my lost, lonely little boy, and he didn't really know what to do. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what's actually going on in those instances. I'm, I'm standing there. I'm not, I'm not physically naked, but I'm emotionally naked. And then in, in, in a, in a, you know, to about to, it's not socially acceptable to approach women in a, in society. I, I think, although some people obviously do it. Otherwise we'd all be married to our close friends. But so what was underneath it was being alone in that situation, like, Here's me. I'm actually alone. I'm on my own. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's what kind of comes out of my mouth. Yeah, really related Mm. to that. Yeah. So talk about that. uh, You sort of touched on what we call the inner child work.
1: You said, my little boy. So can you explain what that means to you? Oh, jeepers. I hate it when you do that. But anyway. Mighty, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just, it's, so, it's so interesting. The little, I, I do a lot of work with my clients around there inner a child. And it sort of speaks to when you're a kid, Yeah, you had one, two, three, probably what we'd call sort of traumatic experiences to you. You know, it might have been nothing to anyone else. But to mm. you, they defined how you look at
0: life. And they don't even have to be big things. No. It can just be someone telling you you look stupid. And yeah. when you're little, that really impacts you. Absolutely. I remember at kindy, a guy wouldn't let me have the little um, red radio flyer trolley. And I don't know what that did to me, but I remember that moment. So Yeah, you, that's
1: 50 years ago. Yeah. It's
0: still right there, right? Yeah, that's, so that's right. how
1: you know. Like The fact that you can remember certain events yeah. means that they're in some way traumatic. plus you wouldn't remember them because you don't remember 90% of your childhood.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's so much we don't remember.
1: So but, there was a part of your childhood where you felt...
0: Oh, lost. Yeah, lost and lonely. And I discovered that through my therapy when I did 18 months of therapy. And yeah, when we talked about it, it was actually really obvious for me because people can't tell you about that. It's something that you feel inside. And when I, when I was uncovering that, I definitely felt like I've always been on my own. I've always had to figure it out. I've, you know, just me and the world. Just this little boy, and actually, I think I've felt like that for a very, very long time, not just when I actually was a little boy, so yeah that's my that's my little boy, so in that moment, why you
1: brought it up in this conversation is because fear whenever you feel fear that takes you it takes your body, your mind, everything goes back to being fearful as a child, mm-hmm. and what that fear was was nobody's there, I'm on my own. Like it's an overwhelming feeling of like being scared and lonely. Yeah. So when it comes to adulthood and a simple, a relatively simple thing of just approaching another person to talk to them. Yeah. It should be light and easy. Sure. Yeah. It's not threatening. Fear comes up. The inner child is triggered. This overwhelming feeling of being on your own, lonely, scared comes up and it's really hard to operate from that place. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Or be who you actually are. Yeah, because I can talk to anybody, right? Totally. So, in any other circumstance, I did notice in my business as well. Actually, in the early years, where I struggled to um, feel like a peer with, say, um, business people or people yeah. that I thought thought were more successful. So that's when it actually hit me as well. But I've kind of worked through that in ways that I've been through so much in my business life, ups and downs, and that I've now I know I'm one of them. Yeah, it's not a it's not a question for me. So how did you this is a new insight. So how did you
1: process this? How are you going to create a breakthrough around this?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I after we just we talked about this, I went and sat with myself and I talked to my little boy and I let him know that it's okay to feel how he feels. Um that we've I've got him. I know now. I know actually what's going on out here in the world and it's it's not scary at all. And as if he, if he is scary, he's, I'll hold his hand and we'll go through it together. So powerful. Yeah. Because a lot of Simple. you guys
1: are allowing your little girl, your little boy to run your business, mm. to deal with your partner, mm. to come out when you're dating. Mm. So it's like you've got a nine-year-old. Running the show. Running the show. Mm. And oftentimes, you know, when you're in an argument or you're triggered with someone else, now you've got two nine-year-olds. Yeah. Arguing. Yeah. You know. We all know how that goes. Yeah. That's right. So one of the techniques we use is exactly what you just said, is to actually uh, reassure yeah. the child and take the take the control back. So you don't, the worst thing you can do is hate the child, yeah. ignore the child, or hold it push the child it. down, yeah. get pissed off at it, try to um, make it come along. Yeah, push through it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I just want to push through the fear. Yeah, that's well, not transformation. No. And that would be like if you had a crying, your your daughter was sitting there crying next to you and you just kind of told her to shut
0: up. And ignored it. Ignored it. Pushed her away. Told her she was stupid. And there was nothing wrong. Yeah. So we could just. We're better than that. Yeah. You're better than that. You're stronger. You can't, you know, there's no amount of making me stronger. I'm strong. Yeah. I'm super strong. That's right. Um, But actually nurturing that child and, Integrating it into myself with love and connection and letting it know that it's that everything's actually okay. That's the way, that's the way forward. And I feel that I feel that now. I feel more integrated. Yeah, that's right.
1: Time will tell. But I love this idea of reassuring the child Mm. and then holding his hand, and Mm. then you're back in control, and then you can approach.
0: Which I've done Going a couple, you know, it's like fear, feel the fear, and do it anyway, yeah, well, that's a, that's a
1: a cliche for a reason, but it's I think there's a lot of there's a lot of rhetoric out there, particularly like hyper masculinized rhetoric about tame your inner bitch, you know, <laughs> don't be a pussy, mm. you know like and that's, that's cool, like that's yeah. that's, a, that's a way that's Well, it's you, not
0: gonna work. It's not long. It's going to create a really
1: disconnected version where it's like Mm. you're just ignoring your emotions, your biology. You're sort of only going to get a small part of the picture. You're only going to be able to experience
0: a small part of what life and this incredible experience has to offer. That's right. It's like being in a leaky boat. How far can you go? You go as long as you can keep bailing, but it's hard work and it's not enjoyable. You don't get to watch the scenery. You're always, you know, doing something. Whereas, like I my inner child... Whenever I, whenever he feels
1: a bit scared, I stop, talk to him, reassure him, make, some, make sure he's okay, give him some love, tell him I've got this. Because you are an adult, you do have this. Yeah. You know, yeah, so you can take that pack off him. And then I'll say, is there anything else you need? And he'll go, um, can we go and play now? So once my inner child feels re- reassured and safe, mm. then he just wants to play. You mm. know, so... That's when I'm actually free to be playful in those situations that I would normally be fearful, yeah. which
0: maybe you find that when you're approaching a woman, now you'll find a way to actually make it really fun and playful. Yeah, mine when I, when I talked to mine and we talked about that and got it sort of integrated, he wanted to go and achieve things. He didn't want to be held back anymore, which feels really, even when I say it, it's kind of like, really? I want to be Nathan's one. I want to be more playful. But actually, mine was like, no, we just want to go and achieve, and we want to do great things. We don't want to be held back by this little fear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yours is better awesome. than mine. Yep, that's how that's I like it. To once be. again, you know.
1: No, you're doing awesome. Thanks for sharing that. It's amazing work that you're doing, especially around um, fear and dating and all of that. Just, I'm constantly in awe of you. You know, always looking at it, always taking responsibility, always looking for the breakthrough.
0: It's really inspiring. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I feel like making a joke about people leaving comments if they want to go on a date, but that would be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Message privately. Yeah. 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 Do the right thing. Awesome.
1: But don- don't do that because he has to approach women.
0: Yeah, that's right. That would be letting me off the hook. (laughs) Uh, So we've got a few minutes left. We're just going to look at a
1: question. And one really cool thing about the Art of Transformation group is you can post anonymously in the group. Yeah. It's this really cool new function Mm. that Facebook's got where you can just make an anonymous post. So we've got uh, a question in the group. This person posted anonymously, which is totally fine. And we're talking about stuff that's pretty close to people. So it's okay if you want to be anonymous. But we'd encourage you, think about your life. Think about what areas you want to transform, what's not working for you. Come and talk about it. You can do it anonymously in the group, even if you just want to share something to get it off your chest or ask a question, and it's such a great opportunity to do that. Thank you, Facebook. So Anonymous says, one of the things I fear most is being seen as showing off. In my mind, show-offs are assholes. This fear means I really try to promote my work, even though I'm confident in its quality, as that would be bigging myself up, and nobody wants to hire an asshole. I know my career suffers as a result. I celebrate any successes inwardly and in private and very briefly, but to the outside world, I try to be humble at all costs and hide any successes. So, yeah, he's just saying any feedback would be much appreciated. There's another part of the question, but we'll just deal with that first one first, eh?
0: Yeah, I think it's really, it feels like a common one. I know I've certainly had this myself where I haven't, I think we're kind of brought up not to be show-offs or yet <laughs> certainly in my generation it was, children would be seen and not heard. So it's kind yeah. of comes from those, all, all those sort of parented things. And, and someone societal mentioned things. in the group
1: too about in New Zealand in particular, we, in particular, we have the tall poppy syndrome, which is, you know, cutting people down that try to get ahead, whatever. So there may be some of that in there as well. Yeah. True. Sort of like there's a societal thing where we just innately feel like we can't celebrate or we can't be too confident
0: or. Yeah, you know. that's right. It's definitely in our, it's definitely in our psyche. Mm. So I've, for me, I've learned to celebrate um, We introduced it at home and just basically it was uncomfortable. Like yeah. we'd, we'd stand up and we'd get a bit of a thing going and we'd actually celebrate and the kids were rolling their eyes and I felt uncomfortable. It was so weird to actually do that, but the, I believe that's the beginning. And then the second thing of, I have one client, just yep. to interrupt you, that does, he said, I,
1: I do that with my daughter. I make her mm. celebrate all the time and we're always celebrating because I can't do it with myself.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah but because it is uncomfortable and i think that's a great way to have a breakthrough is to actually do things that are uncomfortable. And the other thing um because i re- i replied on the post as well is that nobody do- nobody does like arrogant people and i had to learn the difference between value my own value in the world or arrogance because i wasn't really arrogant maybe mm. i have been in the past or whatever but now um as i learned my own value then I felt better about myself and I was able to actually celebrate with others because it was a genuine thing that I was doing. Yeah, you're talking about being.
1: So, like, Mm. what was your being behind? Because outwardly, they might actually look the same. Yeah. So, you might uh, outwardly, it might look like being super talking about yourself. It might be celebrating all your wins. It might be like being really open about how good you are and what you have to offer. And there's a whole bunch of types of being that could be behind that. The first being could be, um, I'm really insecure and mm, mm. it's. I, I really hope people don't find out how bad I am and how like yeah, so it's a mask naughty yeah, it's, I am that's so I've got a like yes yeah, mm. so I've got to like really look Pump super up. confident and like to cover the fact of how insecure I am about myself yeah or another being what you're talking about could be man I love myself in a really genuine way yeah I know I have a lot of value I know I, I love celebrating my
0: successes and so I'm going to put that out into the world. Yeah, yeah, and it makes it lighter and easy. But it's definitely an authentic, but it's definitely awkward because it's something I've never done in the past. Yeah, you know, you could ask anybody. I know it would while I was doing that, I was actually asking people, "Hey, why are we not celebrating this?" And they'll be like, "Oh, you yeah, know, it's no yeah, big deal." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. So we're definitely it's definitely in our culture.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because it's what I find is like. One you don't know how to celebrate, yeah. So maybe you go woohoo, yeah. And you're ooh, like, okay, ooh. is that?
0: Did I celebrate? Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Or you don't know how to continually celebrate. Look at people celebrate when they're drunk, though. True. They you know, really when, it, when the it. inhibitions are gone. Yeah. We definitely know how to celebrate. Once we can get a few under <laughs> us. Once we get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Once we drop that. Yeah. So that's that what. That's off. what's underneath. You know. Mm. That's what's not being allowed out until we, we until we don't give a shit. So my version
1: of my, my answer to this question was that we often think there's only two options: there's mm. either be really arrogant and showy, or hide mm. and never do anything. So what I would encourage you is to look at what's the third option that's completely that could be completely different. Mm. It doesn't just have to be those two options. Mm. So there might be an option where. I think sharing about your business is a really good one, particularly if your business is just you. If you're a freelancer, or if you're a you know solo operator, and your business is all you, that can be particularly uncomfortable. Yeah. Like for you, you've got this company that's called Motion Recruitment. That's sort of not you. It has its own life entity. Yeah.
0: So it's like promoting that maybe doesn't feel as. Yeah, but when you know what you do, when you know what you do is good, then it's actually way easier. Yeah. Well,
1: again, that's the. That's the shift is going, okay, knowing that you've got value and knowing that what you do is really good in the world and you've got evidence to support that, sharing that with people Mm. can't be arrogance. No. It can't be. No. It's, It's actually sharing the truth. Yeah. And sharing the truth is not arrogance. That's not the definition of arrogance.
0: No, well, it's likely your gift it's whatever the person has chosen to do a business and is likely to be a part of their gift Mm. and definitely sharing that is going to serve people and help people. And yeah, but then we, like you say, that's not what we do as a default. We're normally like, Oh, I don't know what people will think. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, imagine if um, every
1: waiter in a restaurant was like this. And so they were, Gonna go. You go and sit down at the table, and they go to serve you food, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to look like we've got really good food, but I, mm. I don't want to offer the people on the table because it might look like we're trying to pick up our food or show off or oh. whatever. I'm not going to tell them about the specials. That's going to look super arrogant. Yeah. Are they thinking yeah. about the price? I'm actually just going to hold back and wait mm. for them to just come up to me, Yeah, you know, if they approach me, it'll be okay. It would <laughs> seem really good weird, analogy. right? Whereas if you, yeah. you know, if the waiter goes up and goes, hey guys, it's so good to have you here, like, it's really exciting, we've got some awesome food on the menu tonight, I highly recommend the, the steak, the chef does it this way, he's awesome at what he does. Um, you, you wouldn't think that person was arrogant, you'd think, wow, it's a real gift that he's sharing the value that's available to me in this restaurant.
0: Yeah, that's right, and it's a good point you make because you've come to the restaurant to eat. So if you're trying, if you're selling um, skateboards and you're only going around retirement homes, well, of course it's not going to work. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so you need to position yourself for the people that actually want what you what you've got.
1: Yeah. So don't be afraid to
0: share your value. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to celebrate your success, even well, though practice, it's awkward. Practice, practice, it. celebrating. Start small. Woo! I knocked off work. You know. Start small. (laughs) Yeah. Work your way up. Work your way up. Cool. Awesome.
1: Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Again, thank you for listening. You you guys are, it's a real gift to us that you let us come on here and share ourselves and keep us accountable and, and give feedback. It's a really fun little group and a wee community we're developing here. Thanks for joining. We'll see you on Friday. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan.